You're locked into another crazy episode of the Cafe American Podcast. I am your intrepid host, Chris Michaels. I'm not quite sure if I want to continue the, to use the name Chris Michaels. It's hackneyed and hokey, and everyone has the last name Michaels in the world of broadcasting. So I may change that up, and it probably won't be very much because it, oddly enough, is very, very close to my real name. But anyway, it has been a monumental couple of weeks since the last time that I've broadcasted. For one, Imus in the Morning has finally retired. Imus is the person that has inspired me to get into radio and inspired me to get into podcasting. I hate podcasting. I like radio, but I'm stuck, so I've got to do podcasting for now. He is one of the original shock jocks. If you listen to his stuff from the 70s and the 80s, you'll think, oh gosh, this is so effing awful, but... At the time, it was avant-garde. And during the late 90s and early 90s and early 2000s, he was really doing some great things when it came to politics, interviews, and just all-around comedy. So at this point, in 2018, it is time to drop the mic. And that is exactly what he did. So I am incredibly grateful as a broadcaster to have been able to listen to somebody like Imus in the morning during his heyday in the late 90s and early 2000s. Since the past two weeks has come and gone, since the last podcast that I created, many, many things have gone on. Now, one of the things that you may or may not know about the Cafe American podcast is that we talk about politics constantly until I can get somebody else that can match my mental wits. And that's going to be a hard bar or a high bar to cross because I've tried to do podcasts, I've tried to do radio shows with other people, but it just never works out. Nobody is good enough to give me a hard enough time, and it just it just doesn't work out. So I'm probably just going to continue to broadcast on my own. And maybe I'll throw some comedy in there, probably not, because I usually bounce better off of somebody else, but whatever. One of the big things that is going on right now in the world of politics is this supposed gas attack in Syria. And everybody is up in arms about this gas attack. Well, let me tell you something. This gas attack more than likely never occurred. The whole backstory is that ISIS is on the run from Syrian arm from the Syrian uh, from the Syrian army and also co since the Syrian army is coordinating with Russia and Iran it's they're all on the run from the Syrians Russian and Iranian forces well this does not go with the scorecard this is not good because the west in the United States Europe and Israel, they've been funding ISIS and they've been transferring weapons and men and munitions, chemical, biological, and otherwise, to ISIS members or al-Nusra, formerly known as al-Qaeda, the big boogeyman, uh, last decade. Uh, they've been funneling weapons and men to ISIS in the northeast corner of Syria via Turkey and also Iraq. Well, the funny thing is, every time Syrian governmental forces go after this one little piece of Syria, the United States ends up bombing them via drone, airstrike, or artillery strikes. Now, if the United States is in Syria, 
trying to kill ISIS members and trying to eliminate ISIS members, then why on earth is it fighting against the Syrian government? Right, it doesn't make sense. So what is the real motive behind the West's occupation of the northeast corner of Syria? Now let me remind you of another event that took place a couple of years ago that has since been memory hold in the national media in the United States. If you remember when John Kerry was the Secretary of State under Barack Obama, he said, well, if Bar uh, Bashir al-Assad got rid of all of his chemical weapons, then the United States would not have a problem with Bashir al-Assad. Well, guess what? They did that. Assad and the Russians said, Kerry, you've got yourself a deal, no problem. Here are all of our chemical weapons. There they are. D destroy them. We've destroyed them. You want to inspect the sites? Be my guest. The Syrians and the Russians jumped on that opportunity and good for them for doing so. Nobody seems to remember this now in 2018. Nobody seems to remember the, the or, or want to remember the fact that Syria does not have any chemical weapons because they were all destroyed when John Kerry was the Secretary of State. So where are these chemical weapons coming from? Well, it has since been revealed after a chemical weapons site was captured by the Syrian government and also the, site, the people that were captured at this site just happened to be Israelis, Saudis, and Americans, by the way. It happens to be that the chemical weapons come from England and the Syrian governmental forces have released pictures of said chemical weapons and their origins along with serial numbers. Okay, so where are we going with this exactly? Clearly, if we're to go with this evidence, it is the West that is funding ISIS. And I have said this since day one. The West has been funding ISIS. The West has been funneling weapons to ISIS members, to al-Nusra, formerly al-Qaeda, in Syria. And the Saudis have been the bagmen. They've been the middlemen throughout all of this. So what that means is that the United States allies its, or aligns itself with Saudi Arabia. Sa uh, the United States gives the Saudis money and the Saudis do the recruiting effort and the logistical portion of the whole operation with the coordinating with the U.S. forces in Iraq and also Turkish forces in Turkey. Right. Okay. So now all of a sudden there is a chemical attack. Oh my gosh. A chemical attack. How could this be? Oh, Bash Assad, the president of Syria. He has finally got ISIS on the run. He is finally gaining a foothold in his country. So what is the thing? What is the one thing that we can think of that a that a ruler of a country should do. Oh, I know. Now that we're winning the offensive, now that we've got the terrorists on the run, we should use chemical weapons against civilians in terrorist-held 
territory. Does that make any sense to anybody out there? Does it make any sense? No, of course it doesn't make any sense. And by the way, supposedly 60 people were killed. Supposedly 500 other people were injured. Supposedly the hospitals were chest deep in corpses after this dastardly chemical attack. Well, the Russians went over there. The Europeans went over there. I think there's some, uh, what was the chemical weapons agency that the UN has? I think it's OECW or something like that. I, I, I don't exactly remember. Well, they went over into Syria. And do you know what they found in the hospitals? Nothing. They found nothing. Not one thing. Well, isn't that odd? Do you know of how many patients they admitted into the hospital that were exhibiting symptoms of a chemical weapon attack? That's right. A big old fat goose egg. Nothing. Nobody. Not one. So then where, if there are no victims here, then where are all of these reports coming from that there was a chemical weapons attack in Syria perpetrated by the Syrian government? Where is this coming? Oh, I know. Does anybody remember the film White Helmets? The film that won a number of awards? Ah, yes. The, the, oh, the White Helmets. Oh, they're so wonderful. And they help people all of the time in Syria. These humanitarians, selfless humanitarians, putting others ahead of them. They are the ones that are coming out with these reports that there are chemical attacks that Assad and his government forces are uh, helped by Russian and Iranian forces. They're the ones that are allowing these atrocities to occur. They are the ones perpetrating these atrocities and chemical attacks and gas attacks. Well, the white helmets uh, happen to be a Western-backed NGO, non-governmental organization. So the West, meaning the United States, Europe, and Israel, possibly Turkey, they are funding the White Helmets. A couple of years ago, the White Helmets happened to be in the areas that were attacked by airplanes. The White Helmets, for some reason, even though they're humanitarians, have lasers, which, oddly enough, guide bombs. So these white helmets, these humanitarians who are able to coordinate airstrikes with Western forces, they're the ones that are allowing us, the, the stupid public, to see what is really going on on the ground in Syria. Wrong. Wrong. The white helmets are also closely aligned with al-Nusra, formerly known as al-Qaeda. 
So let's get this straight. All we know about these chemical attacks is a picture. That's it. No other evidence, just a picture. A picture posted by the White Helmets, who are consisting of Al-Qaeda members. Supposedly a terrorist group that the United States has been after since 2001. Uh, th 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 uh, does this make any sense to anybody? Are you, are you, do you have a, do you have a scorecard here? Are you keeping track? I mean, do these people really think we have our heads so far up our, our asses that we can't see the light of day? Think about this. The United States is using evidence presented by Al-Qaeda to go after a sovereign country, Syria, that has not attacked the United States, has not attacked a United States ally, has lied about a chemical attack. And the United States, yeah, that's it. This mad animal, Assad, must be taken out. Israel chimed in. Israel launched an attack, I think, from Jordanian air, uh, airspace. If I'm not mistaken, it may have been Lebanese airspace. I, I, I don't remember exactly. But the Israelis launched an attack against an airfield, the T-4 airfield. Supposedly, the T-4 airfield is where the Iranians are stationed. So you have Israel saying it doesn't matter. We, we're not waiting for evidence. All we know is that we've seen a picture that was put out by Al-Qaeda members, and that is good enough for us. We must bomb Syria. We will not allow Iranian operatives to entrench themselves in Syrian territory. No evidence. No investigation. Just a photograph. The United Kingdom decided to chime in. Theresa May, uh, the uh, I think she's a prime minister, but Theresa May is going through a bit of difficulty. The Scripple case uh, also occurred over the past two weeks. Scripple being a former double agent with the Soviet Union and also, oh, I'm sorry, Russia and the United Kingdom. In a spy swap, Russia decided to hand over Scripple and the United Kingdom handed over a couple of other Russians. For some reason, Scripple was poisoned along with his daughter. And the United Kingdom immediately blamed the attack on a chemical agent called Novichik. Novichik is supposed to be created by the Russians, and only the Russians are supposed to have this agent, this chemical agent. Well, immediately, the British said, this is clearly an attack by with a Novichik agent, and if it is Novichik, then the Russians must have done it. Well, the only problem is, where did the Novichik come from? If only the Russians have it, and the Russians didn't do it, and the United Kingdom will not allow anybody to investigate this. They're not allowing anybody else from outside of the country to come in and say, did this really happen? 
is this person really infected with Novichok or have, have they really been contaminated with Novichok? They've not allowed anybody to, ha to, to do this. Then there was, I think it's uh, something Downs. I don't exactly remember uh, the full name, but something down. It's, it's, a, it's a location in the United Kingdom that specifically focuses on chemical and biological weapons. Theresa May and Boris Johnson, Boris Johnson being the, the, uh, the person that takes care of all the foreign policy for the United Kingdom, they came out immediately and said, Russia is to blame. We haven't had time to dig up evidence. We haven't had time to investigate, but Russia is to blame. And no matter what the United Nations says, and no matter what the results of the investigation that we don't have time to uh, enforce and execute is, no matter what those results are, we must bomb Assad and take out Syria. Um, why is there such a rush to war against Syria? And everybody is saying Russia is just as responsible as Syria for this chemical attack in England against the Scripples and just as responsible for the chemical attack against the civilians in Syria without any evidence, because we don't have time to investigate. We must act now, before the Russians can counteract. Counteract what? We're seeing a series of false flags here. The problem with the Scripple case in England is that Theresa May had the rug pulled out from under her. The, uh, that, that one location, something Downs, I, I can't remember it, something Downs came out and said, uh, we don't really... Uh, know who did this. We don't even know if this chemical agent is Novichik. So if it's not Novichik and we can't determine that, then it more than likely was not the result of a Russian attack. All of a sudden, Theresa May is taken out. Theresa May is left without any sort of route to take. That's it for part one of the Cafe American podcast. I will be right back. This is your intrepid host, Chris Michaels. <laughs>